Hi, I'm Jill. In this episode of The Vibe, we're going to listen to a discussion between Dr. Keith Hurst and Dr. Matt Watson talking about what it's like to study a psychology subject. Hello, my name is Dr. Keith Hurst and I'm Associate Dean with Responsibility for Marketing Recruitment in the School of Social Sciences, Humanities and Law. And I'm really pleased to be here today with my colleague, Dr. Matt Watson, who is the Head of Department of Psychology, which resides in our school. And what we're going to do, Matt, is we're going to think about some of the kinds of questions that crop up at open days. Hmm. You and I have done loads of those together. You know the sorts of things. Um, We'll pick a few out and we'll just try and have a chat about seeing if we can come up with some ideas to help our potential applicants. So the first thing that I think um, would be worth having a conversation about is if someone's interested in psychology as a degree, should they or is it useful to have studied psychology before? Um, I think many, many more students have studied psychology before than in the past. There are more places running psychology at A-level now, but it's not essential. We take them from uh, the, the very beginnings and basics of psychology right through to, to graduate level. So not essential at all. Um, in, and, and we have students that have got the background in psychology and quite a lot that don't have a background in psychology as well. So it's both are acceptable. Okay. And does that make like a material difference when you start on the course? If like, say I, I chose not to do A-level psychology, but I want to do it. When I'm set in the classroom in the first year, am I going to feel at a disadvantage? No, not, not at all. Um, like I say, our, our team will take them from the from the start, um, from the, that psychology syllabus, and teach people more. And, and some might even find it an advantage because they, they, they feel they can get more in depth with the studies without having any background knowledge or any preconceptions about the different things as well. Um, the A-level syllabus for psychology are all quite different anyway, okay. so, so there's certainly no advantage or disadvantage to, to having studied psychology before. Okay, thank you. I know sometimes students get a little bit worried, don't they, about the, the breadth and depth of psychology and thinking, um, how do we introduce some of the some of the subjects that are maybe potentially a little bit more challenging to people who haven't studied them before? So I guess I'm thinking about things like um, I don't know some of the biology, some of the statistics. If they've never studied that, mm-hmm. are they going to be okay? Yeah, I think it's one of the nice things about psychology actually is that it, it almost doesn't matter what you've studied before, you will find that something that you've done will have relevance and give you some advantage. So if you've done history um, or English, for example, your writing skills are going to be exceptional. You're going to have really good writing skills, but also some of those skills around analysis, bringing together messy evidence, you're going to have an advantage there. Certainly if you've done biology, you're probably going to find the things with biological psychology easier. So the things around the brain, um, and if you've got maths background, the statistics is going to be easier. But that's the nice thing is that Regardless of which subject you did, there will be something which, which you're capable of doing and you have an advantage of doing. And, and, it, and it doesn't matter because everyone else is in the same boat. The team will literally take you f- on all of those subjects you don't have the background in and, and, and work you through from the basics. Okay, that's really good to hear. So people who've had a look around um, our prospectus or our website, and, and probably some of our competitors as well, you see there are quite a number of different courses you can study in your department. So. I'm thinking there's the single honours version of psychology, but there's also psychology with or, or psychology and. Could you maybe explain a little bit about what the differences between those courses are, yep. please, Matt? Well, we've got five undergraduate courses. They're all accredited by the British Psychological Society. And those five courses are single honours psychology that you mentioned, psychology with counselling, psychology with clinical psychology, 
psychology with criminology and forensic psychology. Okay. In order to get the um, accreditation with the British Psychological Society, we, ha we have to teach what the BPS say, their curriculum, if you like, their core areas, as we call them. So those courses do overlap by about 60 to 70%, um, and that's us teaching those core areas. So if you do forensic psychology, you will be in classes with people that do single honours psychology. Okay. It's that kind of extra 25, 30% that, that creates the uniqueness for each of those courses. So if you do single honour, if you do single honour psychology, those 25, 30%, once you get to, to year two and year three, you start to see some, some other modules that you might not see in the other courses. In year two, that's currently positive psychology. In year three, there's a bit of space for some options. Okay. If you do psych psychology with clinical psychology, that extra 20 and 30% will be modules about clinical psychology. If you do forensic psychology, there will be modules about forensic psychology. Okay. You can still be a forensic psychologist if you graduate with single honours psychology or psychology with clinical psychology. So really it's about your interest. If you know you want to learn about psychology in a legal setting, you, know, you might pick forensic psychology. If you know that clinical psychology is one of your long-term aims, you, you might go for psychology with clinical psychology as well. Okay, that's really interesting. And you mentioned a few times there the British Psychological Society, or BPS, mm -hmm. and these core areas. Is that something that's really important to look for when you're considering where you study? Yeah, I think if you are, if you are going to study psychology, the, the first thing I would look, at, look for if I was an applicant would be, is the course accredited by the BPS? because that means that if you graduate with a 2-2, you're eligible for graduate basis for chartership with the British Psychological Society. That's the first step to becoming a psychologist in the UK. You, you need to have that graduate basis for chartership, or GBC as we call it. Okay, and I think you mentioned that all of the courses in your department, they all have that accreditation. Yeah, all five of our undergraduates are all accredited by the British Psychological Society. Okay, thank you. So could we maybe think about how these different courses relate to the skills that employers are interested in and what maybe the different career routes are. So I know for many of the people who um, are going to be listening to you today, this is some ways down the track because they're possibly still at school and college and just thinking about making their application. But I think there are varied ways of becoming a professional psychologist. So could you tell us a little bit about what you have to do to become a professional psychologist? Not in loads of detail, but a sense of that. But also perhaps just as important, what sorts of things does a person get out of a psychology degree that will help them in their um, search for employment if they're wanting to do something completely different? So I'll start with psychology. Um, the, the key thing is getting that graduate basis for chartership. So that the accreditation that we spoke about, achieving that at the end of your undergraduate is the first step. Okay. If you want to pursue a career in as a psychologist, um, and there are, are multiple different options there, so clinical psychology, counselling, psychology, forensic psychology, um, even an academic psychologist that just that does research and works in a university. You, you do have to study further, so you're looking okay. at, um, for some of those courses it will be a master, uh, some of those careers it will be a master's, um, some of them will be a master's and a doctorate, some of them you might go and do some experience uh, working in the NHS for example, or working in a classroom. Um, and then go and do a doctorate. So, so if you want to do educational psychology, um, you would probably work in a classroom um, or with children in some setting and apply for an educational psychology doctorate. Okay. Similarly, clinical psychology, you would probably work in the NHS and then go and work on a doctorate uh, as well. 
Could I just check that I understand then the, the route through there? So you've talked about the, the BPS mm -hmm. and you've talked about needing to get a 2-2 in your degree and then that gives you this, is it the graduate basis for chartership? Yeah. So someone who graduates from your department with that qualification, are they then in a strong position to go on and do further training if they want to? Yeah, absolutely. It would be the next the next step. Okay. Um, you would need that further training. So, so certainly, it, it qualifies you to um, to get onto to master's courses, okay. to get the jobs, to get the experience that you that you require to do the doctorate courses as well. Okay. What about the transferable skills? If somebody is interested in psychology, but actually they're not thinking, you know, I'm going to spend the next number of years to become a forensic psych, for example. What, what sorts of things do they do that employers are interested in? It's a, it's a good question actually because many people see psychology as being about becoming a psychologist yes. and, and that's the career, very vocational, but actually it's a bit of a misconception. Uh, only around 25% will go on to become psychologists, but it, it has a really high employability rate, uh, psychology does as a, as a discipline. We, you know, we, you know, typically graduates can expect to go on and get jobs in, in, in a whole range of different careers simply because psychology is so relevant. Not only do you learn about a lot of the theories about people which are useful, so if you go and become a manager, you'll have learnt on your psychology degree about group processes, yeah. about motivation, about emotion. They're really important for a manager in, in any discipline, from, from Aldi right through to, to Deloitte. Um, so they, those, that, that knowledge, the psychology-specific knowledge, is very helpful, I think. From a transferable skills perspective, um, if we don't even see those as transferable, you still learn lots of really, really good skills. I think that the, the one I think is most important is um, use of information, evidence-based use. Psychology, we will teach you to, to carry out research, to collect data, to interpret evidence, and that evidence is often very, very messy. It, it, it contradicts itself, so you have to piece together the best, the best story that you can. And again, that's really valuable for lots of organisations. You know, they, they will have loads of data, lots of information, and what psychology graduates are particularly good at is making sense of that data to make well-informed policy decisions, if you like, about how organisations should run. And those kind of things are really invaluable. Um, aside from that, um, you know, like I say, working well in groups is something that psychology graduates are really, really good at. Um, they develop skills, uh, particularly if you do one of our courses like psychology and counselling, around listening, um, yeah. around um, active, uh, active listening, reflective practice, those kind of things. And, 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 and that kind, those kind of skills, again, they're, they're the, the softer skills that we sometimes forget about, but are, are critical for developing social capital within an organisation and advancing in, in that way and, and helping to influence things. Yeah. So, okay. real wealth of, of, of transferable skills. Yeah, no, that sounds really good. So, one of the other things that I would like to ask you about um, are the, the opportunities um, while studying to be involved in things that aren't just sat in a classroom just writing essays. And of course, there's nothing <coughs> wrong with that, mm -hmm. but I imagine in your subject, there's probably quite a range of different things that people have to do within their learning and some of the, the things that they choose to do. So, could you give us a flavour of what types of things they can expect. The, the kind of extracurricular activities. Yeah, and the sorts of things that, are, are, you know, I, I think psychology does experiments and, you know, you often see people hooked up to machines and so on, but I'm not sure how much of that would happen with a, an undergraduate. Well, we'd definitely be, um, uh, there's always people looking for undergraduates and, and any people to be part of psychology experiments, and we'd okay. almost expect that. 
you know, we're a living discipline and we have lots of people in our department that carry out research. So it's a good thing to do for an undergraduate psychology student to take part. You get a sense of what's happening. Um, I think some of the other things I'd always recommend that they, um, that, that psychology students join the Psychology Society. I think uh, that's run by students. Um, it's not, it, it work, we work with it as a department, but it's, it's a student's union society. Um, but again, we very much enjoy uh, encouraging you to do that. We, we currently run a, a book club with one of our, run by one of our members of staff who, who will ha um, read through books, psychology books. Um, we'd encourage them to, to join the, the British Psychological Society and, and they have lots of uh, talks um, as well that, that people can, can go to. We can put, put students in touch with how they, can, how they can go about doing those sorts of things. Um, so I think they're, they're, they're some of the, the flavours. Some of the other things... Um, which are run more by the university than by the department, but things like students as researchers, so students can um, get involved in, in sometimes doing research with members of staff as research okay. assistants. Um, and then of course we've got volunteers, which I think psychology, for the last two years, psychology students have had the most hours in the, in the university volunteering uh, scheme um, out, of all the other, out of all the other subjects. Uh, you know, our students typically are very altruistic and, and do do a lot of work, um, okay. voluntary work, and, and that's a great thing. You know, and some of the things they do is, is genuinely very humbling. It's, it's incredible. Yep. So that's something, again, that, that we've got a good track record our students doing and, and we'd encourage them to do. Oh, that's great. I was also thinking about um, some of the things within the, the, the normal day-to-day -day teaching, though. So um, is, is there some work in labs, like using computers or technology? What, what, what sorts of things would a student experience that isn't you know, simply being in the library and reading books? Yeah, it's a very practical course. Um, and it'll, to some extent, this will depend on which of the different routes that they do. So forensic psychology students will be in our mock courtroom. Um, okay. And one of their assessments is for them to, to act as an expert witness um, in, in the mock courtroom. And I say a mock courtroom, it's a, it's, it, it is actually a real courtroom. It's sworn in and, um, and it is a replica of, of a real court. Okay. Um, so you, you get a very good sense of of what it's like to be in that environment. Um, aside from that, yeah, as you say, it is very practical as a course. So students will be making their own experiments, collecting their own data, culminating finally in their dissertation where they're supervised to actually do what we hope will be a quite novel piece of research, a, a new piece of research, which is quite nice. Um, if you do something like psychology and counseling, you'll, you'll undoubtedly be doing role plays where you, where you act out um, almost a therapeutic setting with okay. each other and, and pretending to be a, a, a carer or a patient and a, um, and a, and a therapist to practice those skills. Um, a lot of case study work, particularly in psychology with clinical psychology, looking at, at like a, a case study of a patient and then and then maybe using, a, using, looking at some of the tests that might be used to assess somebody uh, and then working um, through what, what their formulation might be um, for, for, their, for their therapy and, and working in that way. Again, very controlled setting at undergraduate yeah. level. We can't, we can't use real, uh, real patients at that level, um, but they are case studies which are, which are based on real, real patients as well. So very, very varied, quite practical yeah. in terms of the classroom. Um, definitely not just sat in a lecture theatre and, and, and sat in a seminar as well. Okay, thank you. That's really interesting. Um, the final question that I'd like to ask you, Matt, is 
Psychology is a really popular subject, isn't it? And most universities offer psychology or a number of psychology courses. And I think people who are considering applying to do psychology have often got a very difficult choice to think about where and, and precisely what they'd like to study. You've, you've talked in, in great detail about the different courses within your department. Is there anything that you would like to say that maybe summarises what you think are the key things? Why, why would somebody choose to come and study psychology with your team as opposed to maybe thinking about going somewhere else? I think one of the, the unique things about our department is the very applied nature of it. Okay. Um, we don't just run undergraduate courses. At postgraduate we've got um, accredited masters in forensic, in health, in clinical psychology and in counselling psychology and, and what that means is that um, many of our academics, well, we've got in our department the academics are, we have clinical psychologists, counselling psychologists, forensic psychologists and health psychologists and, and that's a, that, that practitioner base for the staff is really valuable, that feeds all the way through our course um, and, and hence our applied courses when you see the undergraduate yeah. they, they are informed by that so we're not just informed by the research that our team do because we do a lot of applied research we're also informed by the practice that many of our academics okay. do and I think the place you see that most is probably in our in our graduate outcome survey where you can see in in things like the complete university guide where where our department is scoring in in kind of you know the top 25 um, for departments out of you know over a hundred for what for graduate outcomes once our students have left it, they go, go on okay. to good good careers and, and good good courses to study at post so is that level. about their ability sorry to, is that about their ability to to get work after they finish their degree is that what the graduate outcome survey is that's right yes so the graduate outcome survey is a, is a measure of, of um, good outcomes for graduates that is further study and and also being in in, in appropriate level jobs so not just working somewhere where you wouldn't necessarily need a degree for, but working in places where you would need a degree for. Okay. And our department, it, it scores really well. And I think that comes through because of that very practical applied base that we have. Great, okay. Well, thank you very much, Matt. That's been really, really interesting. And I hope it's been useful for some of the people who will listen to this video. Thank you very much for your time. No problem, my pleasure.